I remember my first sexual experience. I was eight years old. thought that win was being a little bitch about his lupus yeah but here we are we're waiting for him but yeah, i mean yeah i mean i guess lupus is a pretty serious disease like you said this is this is a direct quote from you. it's a full-time disease can you take medicine for i don't even know mm, i don't know that's a, that'd be a great thing to ask him i'm a little bit worried you know it's scary it is a little alarming and i know that it's halloween <laughs> and anything can it's happen coming. Anything could happen. All hallows Eve, all bets are off. Absolutely. That's how I feel. A little back to basics here, just you and me. Remember when this was the whole show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some say those are the best episodes. Who says that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. It's like love drinking those. 40s and, and uh, cleaning up animal waste. Yeah, I like to see just how little growth that went. <laughs> I've had in the last. Here he is, finally. Jeez Louise. Look what the cat dragged in. A black cat. A very spooky black cat. That's dragged racist. <laughs> I'm known for it. Actually, I'm mostly known for my Islamophobia, which I'm going to cut that crap out. Yeah, I don't know why you never leave that in the episode. <laughs> I don't want to alienate anybody. I know I have some really strong opinions that ruffle a lot of feathers. It's mostly on ignorance, too. Wynn, how you doing? Good. I have a lot of ignorance that I'd like to alienate some people with. Hey, well, we're live to tape, which is the first spooky curveball I'm throwing, you guys. <laughs> so spooky. Yeah, it's like, uh-oh, accountable for everything I say. So I'm, I, I'm waiting for my Percocets to kick in because of the burns. So anybody else wants to do the oh, You took some uh, prescription, uh, prescription opiates? Yeah, yeah, because of because of the burns. Charles oh, I forgot burns. you were you were severely injured in a fire. Yeah. It's... No, I mean you told me about them for like sure. a little while, a yeah. little while ago, and I forgot. I'm like your AIDS medicine. Slip your mind, you know. Your burns. It's hard to keep like... track of that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Your uh, burns are kind of like the Holocaust. It's like too terrible to even talk about or refer to. 
Yeah, and they're real too. That's the other thing. Like, if you say totally that they're real. not, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> so I agree that they're a lot like the Holocaust. Well, do you want to talk about what happened? Hmm, no, I just want revenge. Really? <laughs> just so bad. I thought it was an accident. I gotta blame somebody, not myself, you know? I gotta you blame a lawsuit. Uh yeah, what I was gonna do is I was gonna make like a glove with like knives for fingers. Ooh. Yeah, that's where I'm at mentally, you know? day really I, it's gonna be when i finish the glove it's gonna be like hours later <laughs> you know i'm not gonna wait at all it's just like it could be christmas it's gonna take a little bit i have all the stuff all right yeah it's pretty well, cool. that's scary well it's scary but you know somebody's gotta pay how much of your body got burned um oh thank you Wayne. over 80 percent yeah 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 wiener area really <laughs> useless so that's really that's really upsetting to me because i use that part a lot with myself toasted, but, toasted burnt to a crisp yeah that's funny yeah but um you know it's it's cool it's um the percocets help a lot you know yeah you should worry you should be i'm not saying say you should worry but i mean do you worry that worry? Uh, you're going to uh develop an opioid addiction i'm not worried about that i did get the first bill from the hospital, let me tell you. You want to talk scary? Holy moly. So you're, how much is it? Are you going to go into medical debt? Most assuredly, yeah. Probably going to have to take out some revenge on those people too. Is it Oshner? I won't say. Boys of the No, episode 47, the Nolaweenies. Here we are. The Nolaweenies. We are the, but no, we are the Nolaweenies. The three of us, you know? I like that. That's like that movie, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> it's so much like it. Where? <laughs> Where they had like everyone was walking in slow motion, and you see like the names under the faces, you know, and then yeah. it says like, and they are reservoir yes. dogs. Yes, exactly. That's how I feel about it. I definitely um when I was uh I was getting earlier, and I was imagining us like suiting up in these like cloaks <laughs> in slow motion, and it was like, wow, I wish I could put that on the show. And it's a podcast. <laughs> so I wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> Just picture us putting on these dark robes really slowly. It's cool. I'm already wearing a dark robe. Oh, all right. I'm wearing a gauze, like a gauze diaper. Uh, <laughs> you know, just gauze mostly and uh, scrubs. You know, scrubs and gauze. When what are you wearing? I just changed out of my suit because I came from a, a party. That's right. You were at the fireman's ball. Yeah. How was that? 
<laughs> that was a lot of fun. I wanted to go, but I got a little heat with those guys. <laughs> For me, like they kind of failed me. They didn't. They saved you. you, I thought. They saved me too late. <laughs> they didn't save you before your wiener got burned. Yeah, like what the fuck? Well, is it burned off? Dude, it might as well be. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's, it's crap. It's not good there's for no, anything. There's no feeling left in it. Yeah, I tried to watch hardcore pornography earlier and nothing. It didn't even make sense to me. I didn't even like it. It just hurts to have an erection now. I, I just didn't understand why I was looking at these people having sex. It seems stupid. It's one of the fucking knife them. They were enjoying that's because each other's... your testicles are burned. That's that's what I hear. <laughs> that's what everyone keeps telling me. I feel like it would affect your uh, your sexual your sexual uh, your libido. Yeah, it's uh, tanked it a bit. I would say, but I will be going to the policeman's ball, the Halloween one coming up, because those guys are great. I got no problem with them, and you know, got to get out of the house. Gotta wear my favorite costume. <laughs> That's what you do. You wear your favorite costume. And, uh, you know, just go out there and have a little, have a little fun. What are you gonna go as? Mm. That's funny. Um, I was telling Win. I didn't want him to tell you. You know, because I, I didn't want okay. you to, I didn't want you to steal my idea. But I know oh, what you're going. Okay. But I know what you're going as, which I love. I love your. Yeah, I, I think I you're gonna be. You. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be an adorable Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I think it's... Mama! <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> oh, man. Be... Are you doing a mustache or not? Because you didn't always have... No, I was going to do, like, the, the the older, like, 70s style where he's clean-shaven. Oh, yeah. He was and always he has, so like, cool. kind of long hair. Yeah, that's going to look dope, dude. That's really cool. I really like that. Wynn told me a little bit about his costume. Did he really? When yeah. he was so tight-lipped earlier, I was I was DMing him, <laughs> and I was like, "Wynn, come on, spill the beans. The policeman's ball, say. Halloween edition is coming up, and he won't. This this guy won't even tell me. So why? You- I don't know. Well, when would it be all right if I if I said what it was on the show? Yeah, you can tell him. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, Wynn is going to be going as he's going to be dressed as up as a duckling. But like a sexy duckling. Oh my god! Oh, like hot though. Yeah. You do that every year when I know is that you like you know you know what people want to see. It's basically yeah. like Howard the Duck, but if he's a girl. Oh baby, you know that would have solved a lot of his problems. Like sexy Howard the Duck. You know, imagine because he's so horny that whole movie, and like no woman is gonna fuck like a duck. Cause right. that's like that's like fucked up. But, if but like if there was like a girl one, they could have just fucking smashed. They would have been nice. I want to fuck a, a a female duck. You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. That's so. yeah, gross, right? <laughs> it's it's strange. Yeah. Um, like honestly, I don't even feel like it really matters to me whether it's a male duck or a female duck. I feel like sexual orientation isn't even. The issue. Yeah. I don't still think I would have sex with a duck, full stop. Yeah, you know what? You bring up a good point. I, I don't think there's any a single one <laughs> that I would do it with. 
you know, even if you, even if they were anthropomorphic, which is like already like, whoa, we're bending reality a little bit here. I'm still not that into it, honestly. But I'd fuck when. Oh. <laughs> if when, I was a female duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the underlying thing of the show. It's like, oh, they fuck. Like, grow up. We could just no, be if friends. I was, so if stupid. I was a duck. If I was a female duck. Yeah, but just I'm just letting the people, the, the Reddit people, fucking know. Grow up. I have you quacking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, Joe is gonna be Joe is gonna dress up as Teen Wolf. Oh, Ooh. you let him know. Now, now actually, that's a good costume. I will say an addendum to that. <laughs> I'm not trying to like um, try to step on this. It's not for copyright reasons. It's not Teen Wolf. It's, right. a, it's an original creation named Street Wolf that I came up with. It's just a little bit different, and it just it keeps me out of, like, you know, out of the courtrooms. It's a teenage werewolf, but he's on the streets. He's on the streets. He's, he's, he's violent, but he has to be, you know? It's like, sure. how do you judge it's hard yeah. to judge the age, though, because he's got, like, he's all bearded and hairy. So you well, yeah, and I... And I'm much, much older than a teenager. So for that purpose, I kind of felt that teen was maybe the word to like kind of play around with there. Because like the wolf, yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's really a fucking wolf. Like no doubt. Right. But, but like I'm well, 30, I mean, everybody, you know, Jesus. 38 wolf? Nobody likes that. Everybody talks about teen wolf. They fucking but sure do. <laughs> you would have, <laughs> have to imagine. The, the existence of the teen wolf would imply that, that it would be an adult wolf eventually. That's okay. So you're kind of hitting wolf. on the, the origin story of Street Wolf. You know, like Teen Wolf grew up, he saw a lot of fucked up stuff and it just like bubbled up inside of him and it kind of came out in this new persona, you know, of Street Wolf. He's still a wolf. And uh, are you still going to do that costume though because of your uh, your critical injury? Um, there's going to be a lot of gauze underneath. It does cover up most of my body anyway. So I was going to do leather jacket, no shirt, but now there's going to be a shirt. It's fine. Can you walk kind of... very well? Can you like, no, get around? Not really. You That's can be it. like a mummy wolf. Yeah, many, like it's like uh, there's a mummy inside like a nesting doll. It's a wolf with a mummy inside. <laughs> and underneath is a Frankenberry. And that's all of them, right? Oh, Chocula. Yeah. And there's a Chocula underneath. I'm uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not count Chocula. It's, just a it's like an underachieving like a like a cousin or something. Yeah, it's just a cho- it's just a chocolate vampire. It's not, <laughs> it's not like the main one. Teen Chocula. Yeah. That'd be a great <laughs> Teen Chocula. Now, I would totally watch Teen Chocula for sure, you know? It takes place in dreary Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know? Is it dreary there, Mike? Are you, you're from around there, right? I'm not really from near Hershey. I've never been there. Never been there. It's the sweetest place on earth. That's what you, they say. And you didn't even go. You're like, I, don't I imagine, though, it's like it's probably like a lot of those cities in like the eastern part of Pennsylvania that are like, you know, cl- closer to Philly. And yeah. uh, they have like a population of between like 20,000 and 120,000 mm-hmm. are usually like pretty dangerous. I mean, I'm just saying like Reading, Scranton, they didn't shoot the office there. It's set there. 
they didn't shoot it there. Yeah, they would be getting carjacked all the time. It's like a Glock to Jim's head. Like, get the fuck out of the car. It's like, whoa. Imagine if that's how that show, like, like, just the third season, just somebody, like, blew Jim's fucking head off trying to get his car. (laughs) And he just, like, had to keep going because they're still doing the documentary. Dude, that would have been cool. It would have been like Scream. <laughs> it would have been like you set you set him up as like the main character and then you kill him. Mike, thank you. I this is why you're the one of the best co-hosts in the biz. I would say top two. Um <laughs> Metacritic's tough. They've been saying on Reddit, when are you guys gonna do one? And I think we should do a Halloween edition right now for the movie Scream. Oh, okay. What do you say? Here Absolutely. we fucking Go, ladies and gentlemen, Metacritic's tough. Let's go. Scream, 1996 horror mystery movie, runtime one hour, 40 minutes. Personal favorite of mine. I love this movie. I thought it I, came out in 1997. Um, no. <laughs> okay. And that would explain why that clipping song is called 96 uh, Nev Campbell. Check out that song if you like experimental hip hop. Anyway, uh, Hip Hop Rex as well. <laughs> We're doubling up. <laughs> uh, Hip Hop Rex. Yeah. It's been but, a while. Yeah, people want these segments back. So I'm super serving them to our audience. So I hope you guys appreciate it. I'm in a lot of fucking pain. All right, Scream. IMDb, 7.3. Rotten not Tomatoes. Bad. Not bad, right? Rotten Tomatoes thinks it's a little bit better. Just a little bit. It's 79%. So Metacritic, That's right? Fair. That's probably what I would give it. That's All not right, so bad. We're... According to Metacritic, 65%. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Metacritic's tough. They, they, you know what? They really are. And you know what? It keeps movies on their toes because people, whenever they're making a movie back in their head, like, you know, Metacritic going to like this a little bit less than everybody? Maybe. And yeah, like... they... See, because <laughs> you, you expect criticism... Right. But metacriticism. Oh, jeez. Ain't nothing can prep you for that. Ain't nothing nice about metacriticism. Um, and that's a shirt that you can buy at uh, boysinthenow.bigcartel.com. I'll set that up later. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we get some money off of that. Good we should sell merch for this show. I agree, because I need an income. <laughs> like you would wouldn't believe oh uh, yeah that's true after after you were injured when the factory burned down mm-hmm. see when and i put in our notice and we left the factory but you were there during the fire i was there during the fire and um and i had uh been severely damaged during the storm we we revved back up we started uh producing what we do what we produce <laughs> we were producing but man i tell I you something it's getting to you Oh, baby, it feels nice. Um, when, <laughs> what happened was one of the machines malfunctioned, one of the manufacturing machines. And boy, oh boy, was that a terrible fire. And uh, again, most people got out, but me, you know, I like to play hero. <laughs> I was trying to get, I was trying to get as many of the files out as I could. I don't know why I thought those were important because they're digitized. <laughs> I was just like, no, we need the files. So I'm in the office. There's just filing cabinets on fire, just everywhere, you know, <laughs> melting into my flesh. Like what? I didn't even know that happened. You know, like you don't know until you're in a fire, just how much wild shit's going on, like at all times. 
now, you're a hero. I did save a great deal of the 2007 to 2009 files, though. So, you know, your boy. Hey. Did, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it feels good because, you know, they might need those. <laughs> now, can I ask you a question about the fire? Oh, I mean, yeah. Or about the burning process more. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah so when, you're skin, when your skin, when your body caught on fire, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> did that hurt a lot? Because I've heard that what happens if you're severely burnt is that your body goes into shock fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you don't really experience very much pain. But that's um, only if you survive, if you, or if you don't yeah. survive. If you, if you survive, eventually your nervous system will like, come back on. And the recovery process, I hear, is, ex- is extremely painful. Chronic pain, oftentimes. Everything you're describing reflects my experience pretty closely. I, I would add that um, a thing you leave left out is the psychological toll of watching your, your flesh boil. Uh, oh um, yeah that's gonna be crazy yeah that that is weird because i never thought i'd see anything like that and i thought oh this is it oh this is how i go damn like i could i could have only gotten a couple more you know more folders out which you know i really that is my biggest regret is that i wasn't able to really save all the files do you think they're gonna give you a raise Mm. no they give me a medal which is a lot better Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I really do. As soon as I can put something around my neck without it being excruciating, I'm throwing that bad boy on. Absolutely, I am. Well, Mike and I have survivor's guilt. Mm, don't have that. I have to admit, that's true. No, you guys are good. I'm glad you guys are fine. You know, you're my boys. <laughs> oh, you know... Um, <laughs> I just ordered some food. Sorry if I sound distracted. I just have an email back. What are you eating these days? Like mostly soup? Mostly soup. I actually, yeah, that's what I ordered. I went to, uh, I got, you know, I'm uh, not that good with money. So I just ordered some turtle soup from Commander's Palace on uh, DoorDash. Cost me a pretty penny, but that is going to be fucking tasty. I hope it's still warm when it gets to your house. I know, right? They can't exactly put it on ice, right? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. It says they're preparing my order right now. The first. Time. All right. <laughs> so hopefully, well, hopefully it'll come while we're recording and I can grade it. I was hoping to bring that back as well. Oh, all, yeah. Yeah, for all the diehards out there, I might grade it. What do you think? Oh, live yeah. soup grading? Turtles, soup. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Shredder's favorite. For my Ninja Turtle fans out there. Is your like particular waiter that always brings your turtle soup at, when you're at Commander's Palace going to like be the DoorDash guy? Ooh. I don't know who's bringing that. It's usually just some random. Oh, I wanted to ask you when, uh, if uh, at the at the Fireman's Ball, if they did their annual uh, Bobbing for Apples contest. <laughs> or if it's still weird because of COVID. Oh. It's, it's kind of weird. I want to do it. 
You think it would hurt? I feel like water would feel nice. I feel like you could have used some bobbing for apples in that fire. Mm. They did it. They did a slightly different take on it this year, and they called it uh, fisting for crab apples. And you just really, yeah, it's kind of strange, but you just punch a barrel full of crab apples, and uh, you keep just like you know, you're punching down, and you just keep punching down, and there's no real end to it. It's just like, like a soft know. barrel. No, no, no. It's like a, a it's like a, a barrel full of like water and crab apples. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like punching the surface of it and it gets real frothy and everybody is real angry. And it's just uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a way to deal with all the stress of the, the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish I could have been there for the fire to save me. What are we talking about? Sorry, I blanked out. No, uh, I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to fist uh, some crab apples. Oh, yeah, that that does sound fun. I, like I, I missed it this year. I was just doing some. You just can't keep track of anything. <laughs> I have a hard time, you know. you know. Guys, this is scary. Covered in burns. I'm making this fucking glove. I'm learning how to lucid dream. Guys, what is going on? You're learning how to how to lucid dream. Do you say you're learning how to lucid dream or you're lo- learning how to uh, lose and drink? The one I know how to do is, is lose and drink. Now, lucid dream. That what I'm trying to, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, you know? So that is when uh, you are dreaming, mm-hmm. but you know what's going on in your, in your dream. Yeah, yeah, controlling it. Do you ever have lucid nightmares? Yeah, that's, well, all my, all my dreams are nightmares. So actually I'm learning how to lucid nightmare. You know what movie came out in 1997? Oh boy. So not 1996. Right. <laughs> okay. But next year. Scream 2. Wow, what? What, a, what a turnaround. And let me tell you, the 90s were amazing. Jim Carrey in 94, just going back to back to back with three badass, hilarious movies. They were all different, too. Yeah. So nobody does that shit anymore. They were all, like, classics. They're like classic comedies. Not even a... There's not a weak link in there. That's... um. He's unfuckwithable in 94, for sure. You know, I mean, one spit him, that's older. That one kind of sucks. And I guess, like, what's the first bad movie he did? The Majestic? That one's kind of good, actually. I like Um, I don't know. He's probably been in a lot of bad movies that I've never seen or heard of at all. I would say. Well, here we go. Scream 2 was a 1997 horror mystery movie. With a runtime of one hour and thirty-three minutes. Now, okay. I am, IMDb gave this bad boy a six point two. Not as enthusiastic about it. Ah, uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-one percent. Wow. Yeah. Good. Um, this is one of those situations where Metacritic did not want to weigh in, so we have to rely on Letterboxd. And I am sorry oh, no. for that. And now these are out of five. So I don't even want to like convert it to Metacritic. But out of five, it gave it a 3.3, which I guess is like a 6.6. 6. I would say Letterboxd uh-huh. is kind of fair. <laughs> yeah, Metacritic is tough. Letterboxd is fair. Yeah. So just so you guys know, Metacritic did not want to weigh in screen too for some reason and if you want to watch it uh it's playing right now on pluto tv so oh okay yeah i get that chance yeah i think we all do well what about scream three uh let's see 2000 yeah oh it's long too the runtime is one hour and 54 minutes once again well you know what 
It doesn't matter when you're dancing in the dark. I love it when you say stuff like that. I'm not going to lie. No, so, you're in that Bruce Springsteen music video. Yes, that's right. That's how he pulled her out of obscurity and like launched her in the superstardom. Isn't that wild? Back then, you could be a white girl with a flat ass and people still liked you, which is like unheard of. And they would pull her on the stage now, they would boo her. <laughs> 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 it's true. It wouldn't work. No, I mean, you look back on it now. Like, what? Are you talking about, are you talking about her like, ass girl on the stage? Who gives a shit? Courtney Cox, that music video that was like a decade before Friends even started. She was she was really obscure. Yeah, and you know she, she got to work out, away. But... The music video, and everyone's like really you know whatever. But then mm. now twenty twenty one is the year, right? And uh, <laughs> if uh, she was in the front row of the Bruce Springsteen show and they pulled her up on stage, mm. the crowd would go fucking crazy. That's oh, fucking, it's, it's uh, fucking Monica. Yeah, Ron. <laughs> She's going to go clean something. So I really, Courtney Cox made Bruce Springsteen's career. You know what? I never thought of it that way, but you're right. Uh, 5.6 on IMDb. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so not as good. Not as good. Rod Tomato said, yuck, 40%. <laughs> oh, that's not good at all. And uh, Letterboxd <laughs> gave it a 2.8 out of 5. So take that wow, how you, you want to. <laughs> I thought they were fair, you know? Yeah, that's pretty fair. <laughs> like the well, same okay. thing is 5.6 in a lot of ways well, okay <laughs> well, what about what about scream four? Oh man you know you're asking <laughs> the, the big questions and we only got nine minutes so we got to go to break i'm guessing we're going to do another one. hopefully this soup gets here but they're still preparing my one uh map civilization you can map the decline of civilization according to the scream movies uh, which I went to a midnight screening of Scream for the night it was released. Um, were you like a huge fan of the franchise or were you kind of going in fairly cold? Not particularly. I just thought it seemed like a funny thing to do at the time. Sure, yeah. I mean, 2011, we were all just like living our lives. It's like that sweet spot between 9-11 and now, you know? But anyway. <laughs> it really was. Scream 4 is a 2011 horror mystery movie with a runtime of one hour and 51 minutes. And by the way, it's the reason I keep saying the runtime is everyone's going to be shit on Reddit uh, for not giving the runtimes. So I'm just doing that. So keep those guys happy. I appreciate it. Yeah. IMDb gives it a 6.1 out of 10. This is a this, hey. this is a really tight. This one's really tight here. Sixty percent for Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Letterbox gives it a three point one out of five, which is basically the exact same rating everyone else gave it. So everyone thinks it's um. It's extremely <laughs> everyone good. thinks it was like it was like all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one's kicking out of bed, but come on. <laughs> Why like, you it make makes this? up for Scream Four? Or Scream 3, yeah, 11 sure, years was... earlier. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it really made a really bad over. one. <laughs> yeah, it's another crack. Everybody said after Scream 3, 
there would never be another one. But 11 years later, they put out a fourth one that wasn't that bad. <laughs> when, did, when did they start spoofing it with the not another scary movie thing? Oh, I don't know. But I tell you, there's nothing better than putting out three of something and then coming back later and doing a fourth one that's just all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really nothing better than that. <laughs> Who wouldn't be just thrilled with that? I would hope everybody. It's called cashing out. That's, that's, you're damn right. But this isn't a sequel. Everyone knows this is a reboot. <laughs> right. For real? Yeah, this is this is, doesn't take place. No, none of that other stuff ever even happened. We'd be dead. Yeah, we would have died like three back. times. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Was Matt you know, I kind of wondered about that. Two is really confusing. <laughs> really? <laughs> if you, like, if it you seemed like we out. all died, but then yeah. I just kept living. Yeah, same. There was a theory that in two we were booze cruising and like we were in purgatory because we had crashed the car. And I thought that was really morbid. I didn't like that at all. I thought that was a terrible theory. But uh, keep them coming. I love these fan theories. We got well, five more minutes. <laughs> well, we ran out of screen movies. We did, but lucky us. There's plenty more classic horror films that we may or may not bring up in the next segment. So, you know, maybe Metacritic will actually weigh in on some of these. Uh, but if not, you know, Letterboxd is fair is, I think, just as interesting. <laughs> if not better. And uh, maybe we'll have some more hip-hop wrecks. I know uh, Are You Ready for Freddy by the Fat Boys is a great song for the season. Maybe I'll throw that on the end of this guy. I don't know. I say that for me to remember to do it, but then I leave it in and sometimes still don't do it, which is always really <laughs> funny when that happens. <laughs> like going back, like, oh, I set up something I didn't do. Very cool. <laughs> um, that's just how we do it. Boys in the know. Just, just be glad this is fucking happening. Anyone complain at this point? Like, this is a dead podcast that came back to life, which is, by the way, frightening. That's fucking really scary. It's yeah. like it's like 80% of your body, Joe. We're beyond the grave. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. I look like a cheese pizza that was left in the oven a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> I miss having hair. Yeah. So much. And plus... People think that like we hang out and and still and stuff. Still, we haven't seen each other. This is like beyond the grave. I mean, that's absolutely true. Like we're never gonna be in the same room again. If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. Maybe yeah, this club. <laughs> everybody knows this show wasn't even uh, in set in Louisiana at all I mean I mean it's set in Louisiana but we, we Louisiana. were like living in uh, Los Angeles at the time and uh, uh, Wynn moved up to uh, San Bernardino uh huh that's true he opened up a boxing and, gym and uh, which is like his life's passion yeah and I uh, I you know we're like comedians actors I've been trying to uh you know, get back into the theater. I've been doing like, you know, Shakespeare. Yeah. Maybe a little reality TV, I hear. A little bit of that. Hey, look out for that, right? Damn right. 
guys, we're going to be all over the place. Maybe not necessarily here, but you'll be hearing from all three of us for sure. You don't even have to try. We'll come to you. Watch this space, motherfucker. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be in the news. Or I'll be in your dreams. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? If I could jump into people's dreams and just get them there. <laughs> ah, that would be fucking... That would be something. Right? That would be scary. I'm, I'm going to write that down. What a bad idea. Get them can you, in their can dreams. Can you lose your dream into other people's dreams? See? Oh, oh you... Ah, you're always reading my mind, Mike. Yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Maybe I, I lucid daydreamed into your daydream. I mean, if you want four claw marks across your chest. Yeah. Get out. Nightmare. Yeah. I didn't mean it. That's my thought. I don't like this because this podcast is getting scary and they say that they say that they say that virgins are okay, but I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> Mike, we already talked about this in perfect sex world. You've already admitted you fucked. Are you telling the viewers and the listeners at home that you were lying in the episode Perfect just, Sex World? I was just trying to sound cool. Damn it, this is huge. First of all, I gotta take the fucking episode down. No, I do. Is... I would never put out an episode where we said stuff that was untrue on it. Everything that we've ever said on this show is absolutely true. It's I was playing a character. Oh, uh, yeah, I do that sometimes too. I get you. I well, was playing like a sexy guy. Yeah, like like a fuck man. <laughs> yeah, it's a fuck machine. A sex crazed madman. I I love a ding a ling <laughs> sex maniac. oh guys this is great i love talking about fucking with my friends but we're gonna go we're gonna take a little break and we get back hopefully we're still in the same kind of mood because i'm loving this all right i'll see you in a little bit all right all right all right all right Welcome to the 1991 San Francisco Bay Area Power Prayer Explosion. Larry Lee has called praying Christians from all denominations and backgrounds to join him in Candlestick Park for an evening of intercessory prayer to pull down spiritual strongholds and see many come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Tonight, you'll hear special music from the Grammy Award-winning gospel group, The Winans, plus the dramatic testimony of former warlock Eric Pryor. Halloween in San Francisco is a celebration of the enemy, and to have Larry Lee come on Halloween is, is quite a contrast to that. On a night that most people are doing the opposite, um, in worshiping the devil, we're here to worship the Lord. We came to pray and break down strongholds. Want to see a breakthrough in the Bay Area? Christians should focus their attack against Satan on their knees. The first time I saw Eric Pryor was on television as he was taking a dagger 
and stabbing it through a doll, putting a curse on me and saying these words. The Christians better know how to pray because I know how to curse. I present to you tonight a man who has been saved by the grace of God. Eric, I want you and Pastor Dick Burnell from Jubilee Christian Center in San Jose to come on down. What did you feel when you walked into that meeting with about eight or 9,000 Christians praising God? What was going on in your mind last year? Well, the first thing I thought was that I was gonna be burnt at the stake as a witch or something. But as I was walking into the auditorium, I could see all the spirit-filled Christians. I could feel the love. And when I looked over my shoulder, I could see all the people that I helped to rally against the body of Christ. And all I could see was the sickness and the, and the hatred and the, the death. And when I looked through the doors to that breakthrough, I saw life. And I stepped right into it. <laughs> ah. I'm going to do something that I really felt impressed to the Lord to do. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to touch Eric's feet. And I ask you in the name of Jesus, as I touch his feet, that's right, madam, I am drunk, but you are ugly. And tomorrow, I will be sober, and you will still be ugly. This is not the work of a man. This is the work of prayer. This is why we came to San Francisco, to see the question mark taken out of their life. I know Jesus heard my prayers and heard your prayers as well. Thank you for praying. As you can see, it's a real remote area. It's difficult to get to. Very difficult. Inside America has investigated several apparent satanic ceremonial sites around the country, finding symbols used in ritual ceremonies. There's a sentence or two words written right here in satanic alphabet. We've been unable to decipher it. But these crimson traces are only the beginning of a trail leading some teens from the realm of self-styled Satanism to a much more sophisticated, a much more horrific level of Satanism. The criminal level involving organized crime, human sacrifices, ritual child abuse. And then we've got what appears to be some blood or tissue still on the rock right here. Yeah, it is tissue too. Kim Albright, a producer and photographer for the ABC affiliate in Huntsville, Alabama, has spent considerable time investigating and following the grisly trail of occult-related crimes. He works closely with law enforcement agents and former Satanists. Kim agreed to take Inside America to sites known to be active, where group members are allegedly from the upper echelons of society, professionals, educators, politicians. These people are involved in some of the higher levels of Satanic. Right ritual satanic worship right that's where that's where a lot of your human sacrifices take place the danger involved in investigating these sites is obvious and you stumbling into it before you realize it and them taking a shot at you our two crew members each paired off with kim and me backing up one another armed with guns there has been some fairly recent activity judging from the way these fires look stay as inconspicuous as possible 
we suspect anything when we get a little closer, we'll ease on off into the woods. That night, probably fortunate for us, we found no activity, unlike other nights when Kim did find ceremonies in progress. So what was the sound that you heard when you were... Well, my mind was... Uh, I was scared. My adrenaline was going. I, it may have been chanting, but it sounded to me like screaming, painful screaming. Really? No. Um, How do you know they caught you? Did they actually chase you? Did you have someone yeah. chasing you down, for sure? Yeah, I actually, uh, I had three or four people after me. Really? And what do you suppose would have happened if they would have caught you? I don't like to think about that. Since that time, Kim has had threats on his life. And as bizarre as it seems, it was exactly in isolated areas like this, at night, that this woman witnessed and participated in many, many ritual human sacrifices. I've heard some graphic descriptions, and it was so graphic, it seemed unbelievable incredible exactly if you make something so horrendous that that the normal average everyday um, human can't bear to look at it then you have protected yourself to a great deal a Satanist for 21 years she says the higher level of organized Satanism continually recruits young people to serve its purposes she was recruited at age 14 in the recruitment your limits were pushed just a little more than what you would do normally until you get to the point that you are doing things that you never would have thought you were doing at the beginning and considering them perfectly normal. Like what? Killing animals, um, eating them. Within a period of four to five years, this young woman advanced from dabbling on the fringe to crime within the inner circle, bookmaking, drug running, prostitution. At some point, you have been involved enough in illegal activities you have given an oath to Satan, and you are convinced, without a doubt in your mind, there's no hope for you, that there's no way out other than death. Your will can be broken to the point that you'll do anything. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you think that Satanism is just sort of a bizarre friends and it's kind of laughable. Don't you believe it? It's all over the country. One of those pieces we showed you was in a little town right near the town where Billy Graham was born. We're talking about the, quote, buckle of the Bible belt. We're talking about areas that have had, quote, fundamental religion, evangelical religion, Baptist religion for decades. And all over the country. It's not just New York, Los Angeles, or Chicago. It's all over the country. All right. Uh, you know what? Sorry, I was like, so long, bitch, you did me so wrong. Remember that song? Yeah. What are you singing? I'm singing now, man, because I'm on perks. Perked That's out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, when you're perked out, you just start singing and crooning. Yeah, perk is that really perks you up. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't think Pavarotti did literally anything. You think that man wasn't pilled to the gills, belting it out like that? Come on. Grow up. <laughs> the fucking real world, baby. Everyone's high. <laughs> I'm a little Sorry. bit worried about you, Joe. You're, you're, I need you're, to do you're, this. You're, I need no. to do this. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm worried, though. You're severely oh. injured. Mm -hmm. You're, uh, you're uh, having like murder fantasies. You're talking about going into people's consciousness. You're singing. Oh, look, if I, could, if I could do it, I think that's cool. Like, if I'm I, happy I, for like, you. Yeah, like, oh, I got, I got in his dream and I killed him. Like, okay, like, I'm gonna give it up because that's like pretty kind of far fetched shit. And I'm like, I'm really doing it. You know, I'm, I really <laughs> do because that dog 
I'm pretty, he looked like how I killed him, <laughs> you know? When I saw the dog the next day, he was all exactly the same way. I was like, oh. If you got <laughs> in somebody's dream and you I killed them and they died. Dream, which is, is easier. I don't know. I can't do humans yet. I can get in like a, like a dog or, or less. But if you got in somebody's dream and you killed them and they died, would you be trapped in the dream world forever and you couldn't get back out because they were dead? Yeah. They never woke up, so you'd be trapped in the dream. Right. Yeah, that is a concern. I talk practicing on dogs. What? What what if you wanted to like kill somebody Mm -hmm. by like sucking them into their bed? And then just like spitting them out across the room. That's awesome. I'm writing that down. You think it's awesome. You think it's awesome, but what if it was Johnny Depp? That would be cool. Like, Mr. Depp, I heard what they said about you. I believed you the whole time, but it's time to die, bitch, or something like that. I'd say something like that. So they think <laughs> you were in, in team, team Amber Heard, I, I believe. No, no, it's not like that. I want them to know for a fact that this, it's not like that at all. Like, I think this is crazy. Like, I, I, I can't really pick yet whose dreams. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's crazy that it's yours, but I got to do this. I can't like put Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp helped uh, Hunter Thompson get shot out of the cannon, so you could make Johnny Depp's nightmare be to be like sucked into the cannon. That's cool. I'm gonna write that down. I like all these <laughs> ideas. I was just gonna use the glove on everyone, but this is cool. This is way. This is way. I didn't even think like I'm that. I don't have an imagination like you guys. Like I was just gonna be like, ah, you know, the gloves, fuck them, just fuck them up. <laughs> but yeah. this is all really good stuff. If I could, um, if I could pull any of this off, I'll let you know. Again, yeah. it will be on a dog. So, you know. Hey, by the way, Joe, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, unrelated. Sure. Yeah. But change I the subject, like, please. <laughs> I got this like red and green sweatshirt. Hmm. That's it's a little bit too big on me though. Oh, and okay. I was wondering if you if you wanted it. It's like it's like, long that, like horizontal stripes. That sounds nice. Yeah, long sleeves. Long sleeves would be great because of um the situation. That's what I call it. Like you know, like my situation. Um, I feel yeah, good I now. Mean, it's bad. Oh, oh no, I'm just, no that I I would love that if you would um leave that in my mailbox. I will I will come get it at my leisure. Yeah, so I know you, it might take you about 40 minutes to get out of bed and all the yeah, way Would love to greet you in person, but I don't know if you have enough time, you know. If you I want to tell I me could, when you're on your way, I can start trying to move, but it's tough. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. You probably look pretty pretty uh, gross. No, no yeah. offense. Uh, no it's offense. Not, it's not great. I haven't been outside much. Um, it's too it's too warm still for all my hats and i really don't want people to see the the scalp area is is extremely terrible Um, you're covered in sticky pus yeah so that's that is one that i really just for the the community would like the kids to like i I need like a hat i'll probably go online and look for one and find a nice hat you know what would be good though Hmm. if you if you need some money is uh is selling your pus as merch hey Poison and no. Big Cartel. Com. That link works. Whoa, 
you know? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. I'll just do eight by tens. People like those still, right? <laughs> like, we accept Bitcoin. <laughs> buy a photograph of us. Oh, yeah. And the eight by ten is also available as an NFT. So holler at your boy. When are these NFT prices going to go down? Mm, you're taking a bath. That's what I heard. <laughs> Got I also have eight and a half by 11. Oh, I get it. A4. No, I, I, Did I get a, a two by four? <laughs> Wait, what? You hear that the price of wood is going back down? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I would pay anything to have my wood go up, but I got I got crispy wiener, so... <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, but that's terrible for like um, furniture builders, I'd imagine. And Mega Man's nemesis, Woodman, from the uh, uh, for, for the first Mega Man game. Oh you man, Mega would beat like wood. This. Woodman, like Mega, would always beat Wood. And it, um, almost every time, yeah. For I, mean, I know Mega is like tangible, but yeah. Wood seems to be like so limited. It's like whatever Mega is, I'm sure it's better than Wood. <laughs> I would like not be rooting for Woodman in that fight if I saw it on a bill. Like, oh, they're doing Woodman versus Mega Man. Gee, I wonder who's going to win that one. Dude, the betting odds would be crazy, though. Yeah, the Vegas odds. Do you think they take odds on that, on Mega Man? I should check. Uh, I think I could clean up. Just bet in the house on Mega Man. No, I feel like if you you would win a little bit. But if you, you, beat, if you bet on, like, Woodman... <laughs> and he actually won. Like, oh yeah, would be so insane. You would, you would like make ten grand for like a five dollar bet. It'd be a huge upset. It would be like all over like ESPN. Like, hey, like check it out. Woodman beat the just the absolute fucking shit out of Mega Man. Like they like replay it. Like Woodman's just like the helmet's just broken. He's just like grounded down in wood. Like Mega Man, he's got nothing on him. You know, like kind of fucked up. Like, they should have stopped it way earlier. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not like defending himself. He had just hit him, him, like, once with a baseball bat and killed him. A wooden one. He's <laughs> like, you know what I can do? Yeah. You didn't think about it, did you? Oh, wood from the bat. You know who you know who would really uh, beat Woodman, though? Who would beat Woodman? Belt Sander Man. Oh. Termite. Tough. Termite Man. Termite Man. Termite Man also. We, you know, just a termite. Just like a real one. <laughs> it would probably be like a real menace for him. Oh, God. Yeah, termites are to wood what COVID-19 is to human beings. Fact. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, that's uh, I feel like that's a new segment where you just say something really awesome. You want to do that every week? <laughs> where you say something really awesome? Yeah, because you just did it. I will. We'll make a thing out of it. You know, but like Mike's. I don't know. We'll get a good name. I'm really, you're you're more good with words. Um, like big time, Mike's awesome. Thing. Like Mike's, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's, Mike's big statement. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you got it. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would watch that if it was on Comedy Central at like two. Like, what is this? What's Mike's big statement? It's only Mike's, like 11 seconds long. I was like, Mike's that's weird. Yeah. Of truth. Yeah. Like 201, it's like the office. You know? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I would make a statement. 
it would be it would it would leave people shaking at their knees. True statement of the week. Ooh. It's pretty I good. It. I really love that. It doesn't scare me though, so let's get back on track. You're not scaring me anymore. My food is still being prepared, by the way. I I would say ordering food is one of the most modern horrors of today. You'd say termites in your lungs doesn't scare you? I would scare me, yeah. Why would I not say that? What's left of my lungs cannot handle termites. Hey, can I tell you guys a, a scary uh, food delivery story? Yeah. Oh, I would love one. I'm hoping I don't have one here. Jeez, I just want some soup. But yeah, tell me yours. One time last year at some point, I don't remember exactly when, I got a text message from my neighbor at the time asking me if I had ordered like a large amount of food from some kind of, you know, delivery service, Uber, waiter, you know, what's the one you're talking about, DoorDash, any of them. Because there was a package that was just like full of food sitting in front of his door. And I said, uh, no, it wasn't me. And he said, you think it was your roommates? And I said, I don't think so. Back when I was living with that old Chinese woman. <laughs> So when I got home, he had moved the package in front of my door. This was maybe about an hour later. <clears throat> and so I took it in and I said to my roommate, I said, uh, Mihao Ma, or whatever. <laughs> and I said, I said, like, did you order this food? And she said, uh, uh, she didn't really, she said, like, what do you mean? And I said, the food, did you order it? And she said, what? And I said, did you order any food? And I gestured at the package and she said, no, no. And I said, okay, well, there was no label on it i had no idea what it was i opened the plastic bag there's like five styrofoam containers some of them are smaller but there's a lot yeah what i found in there were uh two like small like loaves of bread like kind of a baguette style shape although it wasn't a baguette it was just there was in that shape probably about six inches long there were two of them there were two containers that had this like this like meat with these like vegetables and like potatoes and stuff. <laughs> there was an entire cake. What? And that's the most that's fucked up. Oh, and there was a drink. There was some kind of like cherry soda. And I there was some more. I forget. Oh, you fuck. Oh, there were like there were like plantains. Hmm. Oh. Uh, so I texted my neighbor, and I said. Dude, I'm pretty sure someone just left this for you. This is like a, this was like a meal. <laughs> this is like a proper meal. Like fit for a king. I mean, it's like extravagant. Mm. So I texted him and I said, like, I'm pretty sure this is for you. I told him the contents and he said, it can't be for me. My girlfriend is a vegetarian. Oh, if someone just left that food for me, they would know that. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Wow. So basically, my roommate and I just ate the whole thing. She liked it. Who had the cake? We shared the cake. The cake was, it was a cake. It wasn't it was just a, like, like a small like a thing. Cake. It was like, it was a cake. Who drinks a cherry soda? Yeah. I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it was either you or it was going in the trash. There was no way she was drinking. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that was, that's kind of scary, isn't it? Because I had no idea. Like, who left that food? Yeah. 
Who ordered poison? Strange array of food, and then was like near you, but not quite. Yeah, I can't look my neighbors in the eye for a week. (laughs) Oh, because you thought like, oh, I took somebody's cake and meat. Right. Yeah. Like not the next door neighbors. They were cool with it, but like everybody else. Yeah, suspect. That was supposed to be for somebody. A whole family starved to death that day. Yeah, it was for a lot of people. It was for like a family of seven. <laughs> and they all it could died. have been. I mean, we didn't finish it all in one sitting. And now there's just skeletons <laughs> and secondhand clothes crowded around an empty table. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. That this is like knives and forks in their hands still. Yeah. Got plates in front of him waiting the for The baby something. had a little bib. <laughs> yeah, the baby skeleton has like a bib and a onesie on. It's an extremely small skeleton. The cutest you might have ever seen. And he was uh, just going to have a little bit of the cake. That was it. <laughs> for the baby. That yeah, it's really sad. A lot stuff. of solid food, but you can give you can give a you can give a baby like a little cake. I don't think that's You can give a baby a little bit of cake. You don't want him to get get hooked on the stuff. You know. Well, you don't. You don't gotta chew cake. You don't really. gotta do nothing. You know, I grew but up it, on um, that weird, the round yellow cake with the chocolate frosting with a hole in the middle. That thing. Yeah. That thing was just always around, and like, it's like you want some cake? <laughs> Cut some of that fucker. <laughs> there's always one. There's always <laughs> one going. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like I, that's like an old thing that no one does anymore. It's just like there's always some cake. <laughs> you want to have some? It's not great, but it's definitely not bad. Shout out to cake. Shout out to Kuja. Shout out to cake. The band might think sounds like Weezer for some reason. <laughs> it's not like Weezer if Weezer was like more creative. Ah, it's a weird take. Who's <laughs> 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 saying? I meant to be all over you when you said it initially, and I, when I listened back, I got mad that I didn't say anything. So I'm bringing it up <laughs> now. <laughs> I waited several episodes <laughs> to bring up you were, how much that you were, fucking, fucking pissed me off. <laughs> you, you, you didn't go the distance. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I think it'd be funny to do like the Buddy Holly, Holly video, you know, and you're like Rivers Cuomo, like singing, and I come out and I fucking cut your head off. I'm worried now. It's a little before bedtime. Oh, yeah. Are you tired? I'm going to be up all night. I uh, think. <laughs> I'm not I'll that tired, day, but you know? I'm worried. I'm worried it's gonna put ideas in my head, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep all funny. Hmm. I might be afraid yeah. to sleep. Yeah, get some sleep. You got a big day tomorrow. That's true. It is. Well, everybody know. Sorry, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, tomorrow. Oh man. It's Indigenous right, so People's was, Eve. No, let him tell. Let him tell his story. What are you doing here? Well, there was he a major... really emotional talking to me about this earlier, and I said, "Let's save it for the show. Save it for the show." I'm sure Wynn's right. not going to shit on it with his little <laughs> shitty jokes. He's going to let you talk, and then I'm I'm waiting here for Mike to, to tell us, and you come in with this shit, 
Like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Like, <laughs> no offense. Sometimes I want, sometimes I just want to cut your fucking head off. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. In my dream? No. Yeah, like you're dreaming. And I'm like, ah, bitch. I don't want to talk about something too scary, like you killing Wynn. Because I've got a big day tomorrow. But you know, there was just a major hurricane. Hurricane yeah. Ida. Mm-hmm. I still see the blue roofs. So it breaks my heart every time. Well, I'm going to go to a house tomorrow. Blue roof. Completely blue roof. Mm. Three people died in there. <laughs> and I'm supposed to go help out. You know, there's a lot of haunted houses. And I know they need help. And I love that you got you got a big part. Like, oh, I got that Sunday free, you know, like after church, boom. You got, you're out of there at like nine. So you got the whole day. And um, I know you like to do some work afterward. <sighs> you could not pay yeah, me to get into one of those houses, man. Not right now. I can't believe... I'm I'm honestly like surprised, not not disappointed, but I'm surprised that you brought up our church because we never talk about that. There's a priest coming now. We're Methodist, of course. Mm-hmm. Big time. But uh, there's a priest because it's like an interdisciplinary thing, interfaith, inter inter uh, congregational. We call them thing a get because... together. I mean, <laughs> you know, we don't well, get them. We never get technical like that. I just call it a. Well, Pastor Lewis thought that it would be good if we brought an exorcist. Is what I'm getting at. That's, that's that's scary, man. That's scary stuff you're messing with. I mean, it might be fine. It might be fine. I, you know, they asked me, you know, we got to same church. And I'm like, you know, the, if I was not just head to toe covered in excruciating burns, I would totally go there. As soon as I get this sweater and this hat, I might be ready to go out, you know, into public a little bit more. I wish this food would come. This is a really big pain in the ass. When you doing anything scary? Come on, man. We are the Noloweenies. What are we up to? You know, I got, we got a policeman's ball. We got spooky costumes we're wearing. We're going to have a really fun night and it's for a great cause. I was at the plantation earlier and I saw this dog and it was like, you know, kind of like an old looking dog, not very long legs, pretty soft mm. fur. <laughs> kind of like interested in the in the food that's on the table, you know. Yeah, going around looking yeah. to see if you can like bag some snacks. And then I went into the next room. I see the dog and it's like asleep. Mm. And I'm like, that's weird. It was just like awake. It turns out there's two dogs and they look exactly alike. That's right. It's two dogs that look exactly alike. And I can't think of anything scarier than that because usually dogs look at least a little bit different in some way. And if you get yeah. the dogs looking the same way, you're kind of like, whoa, so are they brothers? Because <laughs> if they're not, what? You know? I think one of its one of his tails is like a little curlier or something like that. But uh... oh, oh, yeah. Do, do, do you use the, the, the canine curliness scale or what do you use? You just eyeball yeah, it? I you just... say the canine <laughs> the canine curliness scale um if you're like in a dog breeding which you know guilty you know i love it i love watching them fuck i like selling them when they come out but i gotta say the best part is 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 measuring the curliness of the tail um you know it is it's a thrill and you know big fans of dogs when they buy them they want to know that like right out the gate i always have it for them you know what i mean oh he's a three and they're like, no, bullshit. I'm like, no, fucking look at that tail. They're like, oh, well, shit, you know? And like, that's a couple of extra thousand in my pocket. Feels good. 
That's good. Yeah. Now, am I using most of them now to jump in their dreams and kill them? Yeah, but I have a lot of, not a big deal. I'm kind of swimming in them. It, it really, it's not a bad thing that I'm doing here. I think a lot of people, especially people fucking read it, they're going to get upset at me for saying that. But, you know, when you're lucid dreaming and you're trying to figure out how to do to, to lucid dream with someone else and then kill them in their dream, it's not like fucking like easy shit. It's like really hit or miss. And I'm not going to do it with people until I'm ready. And I got a lot of dogs and they dream all the time. What do they dream about? It's always bullshit. It's it's really annoying. It's always just like just like running in a, like a field I'm like, OK, dumbass, can you do something else, you know, you know, or, uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I'm eating food because like, I don't eat food that much. Like, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I dreamed I had a bunch of guitars. Couple, like bass or, or, or guitar? Hey, do you, which method do you use? Do you, did you use the method where you have the red blinking light? What? Are you talking about? To realize that you're in the lucid dream? Oh, uh, okay. You know, I did, was not trying to talk technical shit on the podcast, <laughs> so maybe maybe dial it back. All right, because like I told you, that in confidence during the dream seminar. <laughs> okay, so and if you, you want like to. The- Private yeah, dream the, seminars are five hundred dollars and up. Usually, I did his for free. What's up? Do you use the like howling dying dog? I heard that was like another thing you could use to lucid dream. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, I certainly <laughs> legally can't answer that. But I, I mean, love, the, the problem with that is. The problem with that is all the time in real life, there's always like a howling dying dog. So how do you know it's a dream? Because it's just so uh, real. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what's happening to me a lot lately in dreams is uh, I start to realize all my money is counterfeit. And I think this is from working at the factory. I was always like looking for counterfeit money and worried about it. And yeah. So now in my dreams, I'm like always kind of realizing my, I'll look at all my money and I start to realize it's all counterfeit. And then uh, I, I never realized it's a dream though. I'm always still like, Oh, I guess all my money is counterfeit. I just don't ever. I'm sure there's extensive documentation that's proving that the money that you received from the factory is counterfeit. Fortunately, a lot of it was destroyed in the fire and you worked there after 2009. So, I mean, it's kind of a sore spot for me. I can't really dispute what you're saying, even though I think it's a bunch of shit. But yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you did. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt they would do well, something my, like that. My problem is I can't tell if I'm in reality right now or not. Well, check if well, your money is counterfeit. I don't have that much money right now. Yeah, me neither. Dude, I got some money. If you have a, a dog and you want me to grade the curliness of their tail, um, hit me up in the DMs. I have very good rates and I am certified. So. Even if it's a straight tail, it can still be judged for curliness. A, a straight tail or a, a perfect zero basically doesn't exist. But yeah, I mean, some of them are straight. Like some of them are pretty straight. They're like a point two or something. Yeah. But it's like, there's yeah. not like a perfect zero. That's ridiculous. If you show me a perfect zero dog on the curliness scale, I will give you fucking $7,000 in cash right now. I will get it. I will get it. It's not counterfeit. No, no. This is real. This is you can get the fucking pen, do all the shit, and it's going to be all real money. But you got to find me a real zero. Don't like bullshit. I got 10 bucks. I just counted it out. What you going to get? Well, I got 10 singles. Okay. How much of that uh, is Gatorade? 
How much of that is going to be Gatorade? Some of it. Like six. Six of it's going to go to Gatorade? Gatorade Corp? Guys, we have... um, Gatorade Corp? Yeah, Gatorade. (laughs) We have uh, 10 minutes left. Do you guys want to go supersize or you want to like chill out and just like enjoy the rest of your evening? It's up to you. I don't care. I'm I've held on to the same. I've held on to the same twenty dollars bill since I left New Orleans at the end of June. Oh wow! Wow. I mean, hey guys, it's going to be a fun little episode if we just leave it like this. I'll put in some some spooky stuff somewhere. I'm sure. No, I think we should go supersized. Whoa, you guys! You heard it here first. Looks like we're going supersized on this bitch. Well, does Wynn want to go supersized? Oh, wanna... yeah, Wynn? Yeah, I want to get supersized so we can get oh, into the hot yeah. We got to get into the Noloweenies aspect of it. But, you know, <laughs> typically the episodes do run, you know, over two hours. Just a long, horrifying program. <laughs> yeah, they really like that, just like that dread getting dragged out over a long period of time, like waiting Waiting for like the sword to just come down on us, you know, like the, they know the agony of it. The agony of it is not knowing when it's going to end, right? You know, <laughs> whether it's that weird kind of staticky ending of two, <laughs> which is hard to explain and very ambiguous. What's really scary is sometimes it'll say that the podcast is over on your whatever, like player, you know, mm-hmm. media source you're consuming this podcast through yeah, your, your iHeartRadio app but then you but then you keep hearing it mm. you keep hearing new stuff and you're like I thought that the episode was over yeah but all of a sudden you're you're dreaming oh. that Joe's coming at you with knives yeah and or again this, I the have not finished the, the glove <laughs> I'm, I'm just choking the dogs right now I haven't actually Use the glove yet? It's not ready. Um, Didn't you threaten to stab someone's dog once? That is a shoot. That is a thing I did say. But look, did I mean it? Who is to say? Who is to say? Don't you kill most dogs that you come across in real life? Um, I choke most dogs that I jump in the dream zone. I would say like five out of seven. Is that like a cultural thing? Are you worried about the chupacabra? I'm constantly worried about him, but I would think that like physically I'd be a pretty decent matchup on like a um, on a good day. I guess if he came at me now on a good I'd, day, but that's basic. You were severely I, injured in a fire. You ain't got many good days left. I might not. I might have lived every single one of my good days, and if that's not scary, I don't know what is. That's pretty scary. That's that's real. That's real scary. <laughs> Like, if that doesn't scare you, you, the listener, may have already lived all of your great days. Nothing but misery waits for you. Think about that a little bit. I was so scared of you that I left town. And you know what? You were right to do it. But that does not mean that our connection isn't strong enough that I can't get up in that dream. You know? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's just say I can only see him, but don't worry. (laughs) We're going to get there. Dogs, though, man, it's easy. We have, like, almost no kind of psychic barrier. I know you guys don't know the technical terms. <laughs> a dog has a very... Um, it's very eggy 
very easy to penetrate. You just go right in. You're like, oh, I'm in this dumbass's fucking stupid dream about Alpo, this fucking idiot. It's a low threshold. Yeah, like, where is this dumb fuck? I'm about to choke this motherfucker out. <laughs> uh, boy. Scary is stuff. that a cultural yeah. thing? Like, yeah, I need to yeah. in the Bronx. That whole thing of just like, yeah. where is this bitch? I'm going to choke a motherfucker out. Yeah, it's um, it's a stereotype, but you know, I've seen it a, a million times. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You tell me. Ah, oh, my cat's on the fridge. Oh boy, that is that is too high for you. Will she get down okay? Oh, you know, another nail biter. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried again. You know, this has been the most anxiety-inducing episode of Boys in the Know I think I've been through yet. Yeah, I think we were just trying to make it like actually scary because the last couple, three of them were not. And I think this one is like, whoa, scary, right? And if you're at home, are boys, things are bad. <laughs> oh, I don't know what we need. It's a 2020 edition. <laughs> and guys, these are all, you know, I never say this. I never kind of break the fourth wall. You listening at home. All the other Nolowinis are up to listen to the original trilogy. Obviously, this is a reboot. It's nothing to do with one, but I think they're pretty good. I think they hold up. So check them out. They're they're all on Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You know, get out there and check them out. I, I, I almost never plug that stuff. I like Podbean. Podbean is is our host, and you know they keep the lights on around here. I always appreciate that. All right, guys. We got I want to start a NoFX cover band called Special FX. Oh, okay. Like, you're, like, a little bit, like, better? This is what you're implying? Hey, we just we just make it special for, for the crowd, you know? Like, it's just, like, a really memorable night? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm a... There's, like, Fat Mike. Oh, my God! I'm, like... Uh... You know, not that fat, Mike. Getting a little bit of a gut. Oh yeah, but not nothing serious. But I mean, you know, that's just where a natural place for your body to store fat. I'm gonna look really weird when I'm like 50. You think so? I still won't be trimming my mustache as often as I should. You're getting a lot I'm gonna of that. have I'm gonna have like a beer belly, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna have like I'm gonna be like have real thin arms. Um, do you miss working at a place where no matter how fucking weird you look, no one says anything? Nothing that I've said in this podcast has been bullshit, and I'm not going to start now. So, you know, it's all good. It's really fun. For the record, everything I've said on this podcast has been bullshit, and I'm not going to stop now. What? Okay, I'm going to go. I need to take a perk. I'm going to be back in a little bit. We'll be back with boys in the know. The Noloweenies coming at you. Did your stoop get here? No. The first game they taught me to play was to make a candle flame jump just by thinking about it. Well, I thought that was great. And he said, well, now you know what else you can do? You can give someone a headache, and this is how you do it. Debbie Gancy was hooked, and a college friend who was a practicing witch was teaching her everything she needed to know, like how to go out of body to get A's on exams. I would go to class, never study, go out of body. You would trance, go out of body, go back, look in your textbooks, find the answer, come back, write it down. Sound hard to believe? Debbie graduated from college with a 3.8 average using this technique. I guess I was a Satanist. I guess that's what you would call it. Because technically I used witchcraft, 
I used demonic invocation. I used chants. I used meditation. I used out-of-body for my good and my manipulation. Debbie was a self-styled Satanist from age 19 to age 32. Throughout that time, her power increased. One of the most frightening things about Debbie Gancy's story is what took place here at the local hospital where she worked. Debbie had hooked up with a co-worker who himself was a head witch at a local coven. Together to increase their power, they did two things. They tried to convince dying patients that Satan could take away their pain, and they would often curse patients to hell. Debbie says she never started out to be a Satanist, yet one of her basic childhood needs had been denied, a simple need to belong. Her parents' broken marriage had destroyed for her any sense of belonging and trust. Debbie says that probably was the biggest reason why she began to dabble in the occult in the first place. There wasn't love. So if you don't have love, and you don't have a place to belong, you turn to the first thing that's going to give you belonging. Debbie's friends in the occult had provided a sense of belonging for her, but over time, that didn't seem enough. After 13 years in the occult, Debbie began to feel like she wanted out. A friend, Cheryl, began to pray. Cheryl asked another friend, Barbara, to pray as well. But for Debbie, getting out of the occult would be a lot harder than getting in. I was going through sheer, total torment. During my college years, I had invited uh, power within me, not knowing that when I was inviting the power originally, I was also inviting de demonic power. And as prayers would go up for me, they were fighting against the demons within me. And they were doing damage, physically hurting me, punishing me because my friends were praying for me. In reaction to the pain she was feeling, Debbie lashed out at Barbara. Now mind you, Debbie had never met Barbara before. I decided that if she could cause me pain by the prayers that she was lifting, then it was only fair for me to cause her pain. So Debbie would go out of body and hurt Barbara in two specific areas, in her head and in her side. Barbara felt severe pain in both of these places. The pain would start right here. And as it intensified, it would just feel like someone was just absolutely squeezing me. Yet Barbara and Cheryl continued to pray, and Debbie began to change. At first, she began to read the Bible. Then she went to church, where she learned how she could get free from Satan's control using the name of Jesus. A short time later, Debbie began to repent for her involvement in the occult. And one by one, in the name of Jesus, she began to kick out the demonic spirits that had lived in her. Then, in the most wonderful and important act of her life, Debbie Gancy gave her heart over to Jesus Christ, renouncing forever her involvement in the occult. For the first time, I understood safety and the fact that someone cared so much for me that they were willing to die for me, for me. And if I'd have been the only person, he'd have still done it. And I realized that, that that was what I had been looking for my whole life. There is no doubt in my mind that Debbie has totally renounced all of her satanic activities, involvement, everything. In many ways, though, Debbie realizes that the battle continues, her personal battle, as well as the bigger battle, like the satanic altar she's found and kicked down just behind her home. But now Debbie knows she does have an answer. Jesus Christ. 
I found Jesus Christ. out about sex came from my brother Nars. What do I want out of sex? What do I not want out of sex? When is it right for me to be sexually active? There are many views expressed on this program. Some I share, others I don't. There's this thing about the woman being liberated. We have gone through these stages about the women's liberation. They have marched on Washington, fought on the White House, and complained on Capitol Hill all these years. And so then they still want you to open the door for them, pay for their dinner, take them out, and everywhere they want to go. Well, I, I, like I said, I've never been in love, and I've had sex before, yeah. Nothing. But I mean, I've okay. never. I don't feel like never. I've missed out on anything. But you have but to. But then think again, like I said, I've never been in love before. Think there. Think how the girl feels. Maybe she did care about you, and she felt you cared about her. It hurts a lot of people. That's that. I mean, you have to think. You have to not only think about yourself yeah, when it comes to sex. You have to think about the person you're having it with. I loved Arlene. Oh. Me and Arlene. We. I loved Arlene, and I never had sex with Arlene because I loved it. Just for that reason. Just for that reason. It never even popped up. The thought never even popped up. Not to say I never oh, thought of it, but it never popped up. Hypothetical is that you are at a party. You and your uh, mate are at a party. You're having a very good time, and uh, you're at a party where mom and dad are out of town, and you're having a good time. There's a big close encounter. You're getting really in a close encounter, and neither of you have brought protection what do you do yeah i would have sex let me ask you something do you think about the consequences at all here at this situation do you think about the consequences of pregnancy yeah you think about it i think about it definitely i before. think about it. before and after <coughs> but it's but do you think wait a minute excuse me do you think it's worth the risk uh no it's not that's a risk you take that's a risk i uh, i would take that's go. a risk a lot of teenagers would, take I mean, we're still really good friends, but it's like, I feel like I can't, I can't talk to her, you know? It's like she'll you can't share. Right. She'll, like, mm. I'll say something, and she'll look at me and say, well, you think that's good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so gross. They will like be talking and they'll go, you really need to get laid. <laughs> and I'm like, my God, you know, that's my decision. Ooh, <gasps> oh, is it a ghost? <laughs> Wait, is it? <laughs> Oh, come on, get out, get out of here with that stuff. Uh, unless we have, like, a couple of dog listeners in the neighborhood. Maybe. I don't know. I can't pick which one. I try to get in one of mine, but sometimes I get in other people's. It's just whoever's dog is dreaming. I only have so much NyQuil to give the ones I have. And if it's a crime to feed dogs NyQuil all day, ooh, lock me up. Whatever. Grow up. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I live in fucking fancy land. You know, this is real shit. I got 16 dogs in incredibly small cages. And if I'm not giving them NyQuil, they're fucking barking all day. 
and I can't jump in their dreams. So, you know, maybe, you know. You got you to gotta do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to do it. Like, okay. Yeah, right. Fuck you. The Is it really safe for, for dogs to take NyQuil, though? Um, they seem fine, honestly. Really. No, like, truly. I, I think they get mad when they don't have it. You can balance it out with Percocets. I would never, ever give that to a dog. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, be a waste of a purchase. That's what I'm saying. What the hell? <laughs> I need these bad boys. <laughs> um. So, Halloween round the corner. When I gotta ask you, buddy, you're not in town. How are you gonna? How are you bringing Halloween to where you are? Because fans of the Noloweenie series know that you're. Uh, you always set the stage, whether it was with your spooky house or your spooky car. You know, it was always, you know, it was always Wind's world. So, you know, what's going on in your world? Well, I'm up here on the bayou, mm-hmm. and you may be giving the dogs NyQuil, but we're giving the frogs Dyquil. Can you explain Whoa. to the soldiers at home what Dyquil is? <laughs> it kills frogs instantly. Mm. You think, I know it's a ghoulish product, but it does exist for a reason. It's they, they get they overpopulate areas. It's not always like oh, you know. Sometimes there's too many fucking frogs. That's why we have sex education. That's why we have quant- contraceptives. Yeah, realistically, they you get, can tell a, a frog to not have sex, but they're gonna do it. They get one more hop. And I then would. They, they die at the top of the next hop. It's true that I wish that frog sex education was less based on abstinence. Like, give them the real four one one. You know, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've always felt that way. That's like something I'm like I, I have a lot of passions, but I get real riled up when I think about that. Like, oh yeah, just don't do it. Oh. You ever see a lily pad? <laughs> Again, down, dude. It's happening. Yeah, slimy on the bottom. <laughs> hey, I know what I know. I see what I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, am I like in the bushes watching frogs? I don't know. I used did to. I tell you guys about, did I tell you guys personal. about the the Mr. T scenario? No, no. I would love to know. Well. I was up uh, with my uh, parents recently. My dad, my sister, my 13-year-old nephew and I were all sitting outside, uh, just hanging out. And there was a dead snake that someone had found earlier in the night. Wow. We had it hung up on a thing. It was killed. I think my dad killed it. It was, like, discovered by one of their dogs. And then my dad killed the snake to uh, avoid... You know, the dog or any person like being, you know, bitten by the snake. Sure, yeah. Dog was kind of working the snake up. Mm. So then uh, we just had the snake like hanging off of like a like a stick. Sure. And the snake had a giant bulge in it, like it had just eaten something. Okay. And after a few hours, we got really curious as to what the snake ate. You gotta know. And so. Eventually, my dad cut it open with a razor blade. Whoa. And 
what we found inside was an entirely intact, very, very large toad. Wow. Alive. Yeah. Well, no, dead. Been dead. Oh, almost. But um, then my sister and nephew began screaming and shouting, Mr. T! It's Mr. T! Oh. Evidently, Mr. T was a large toad that used to hang out on the porch and they named him. Oh, no. And you, you this, your father just like on a, on a whim decided to reveal the, the grisly circumstances around his disappearance. <laughs> you know? Now, if that's I mean, not scary, I don't know what is. I don't know what is at all. That's frightening. And, you know, when you cherish an animal, the last thing you want is to cut open a snake and find them dead inside. Straight up. Very last thing you would ever want. I'm going to write that down, though. That is that is horrifying. Oh, you could do that in a dream. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've only, I've only strangled them. It's, it's going fine, I guess. You know, I've only started pretty recently. I bet a dog can it uh, swallow an entire frog or toad. I bet that would give them bubble gut. <laughs> I might choke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> dogs, dogs choking is really sad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> dogs choke every day. <laughs> Damn right they do. <laughs> um, I would like it if this podcast went from being like scary to sad. Yeah, that's uh, the direction we're moving in. I'm just going to do a deep dive on my medical debt now. <laughs> just like, really? Just like, open up my books. That would be like, that's the side of the horror films that you don't really see, though. Never. Because you see, a horror movie always ends with like the villain or the monster or whatever it is, the killer, mm. uh, being like, Defeated, I guess, in some sense. Sure. But, I, by the way, I prefer uh, antagonists, but yeah, keep going. Uh, yeah, all right. But they uh, they uh, are defeated, and uh, then, but they're, they're not always gone. I mean, they've made so many of these movies, so many sequels, you know, so it's like they can come back often. Well, don't you think that you say that they're defeated is kind of more hubris on your end, and maybe to the antagonist, it's just a minor setback, and they're just like kind of like hanging back. You really got a better plan. Well, this is, this is what I'm getting to, though. Forget. Oh, okay. Forget okay. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe it's a little touchy to me. Just like, oh, wait. like, like, forget Jesus. them. Forget. Uh, uh, forget uh, Michael Myers. Forget Jason Voorhees. Forget uh, who's that guy? It's like Freddie. I can't remember that one. But anyway, I know the first. Uh, one. I'm sorry. I know the first two. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not... yeah. Well, anyway. The people that are left over, they've just been through like a really, really serious thing. They're yeah. real, they're proper freaks. <laughs> Pretty savage. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, from, um, yes. I love that show. They're redoing it. They did it. Uh, it's, it's black now, which is like, there you go. What means world? <laughs> the Wonder Years. Oh. Yeah. Is it like black people in the 60s or like in the 90s? I, you know, I'm sorry I haven't watched it. <laughs> I, only, I only saw that it was uh, it existed. I'm like, oh, it's, it's like The Wiz. 
That's what I said. And um, I guess <laughs> like the whiz. <laughs> oh, it's like the whiz. Oh, and I got really excited, but also like the whiz. I I didn't watch it. I just know it exists. Did you did you see that they're bringing back iCarly? Or they already did. It's still like white or what? No, it's all the same characters, but it was oh. they were all like teenagers, right? And so the original not, Nickelodeon show. So they're not. So it was on Nickelodeon. No. Now it's on like Paramount Plus or something, and mm. they're all in their late twenties, and they all like drink. Hey, that's. But other than that, it's the same show. Hopefully, they go booze cruising because there's nothing cooler. Yeah. It's being like hella torn up in a car. That's fun. That's fun as shit. They don't want you to know that, but that shit is exhilarating. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, like, I used oh! to drive drunk. I used to drive drunk all the time. I would just yeah, go through stop signs and shit. You're the man. <laughs> I love that. I want to use my turning signal at all. Oh my gosh. Um, anytime I was like in a car with like a drunk girl that was driving me because I can't drive, it was it's always the best. Like the rap music's too loud, and you're like scared the whole time. That's like really fun. <laughs> like a drunk white girl is driving you somewhere listening to a really loud rap. <laughs> and they're just driving terribly. <laughs> That's like what it's all about. <laughs> See, that actually seems scary. Yeah, when you're like both high as shit. You're like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Let's go get some food. That's going to be like <laughs> way more chaotic than it needs to be to just get some fucking burger thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's get in, let's get those impossible offers. You know, you're in the drive-through and you're part like, are you just stopped like a little too far away from the window? Hmm. Yeah, they've got like really <laughs> reach. Yeah, <laughs> you're like blowing it on like any chance you get. And that's you're dropping money when you're trying to pay them. Yeah, like just the littlest shit, you can't get it right. <laughs> you're just like. All eating the burgers like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> well, the person's hand, handing you the food. You're like shouting to the passengers, like, I'm not even that drunk. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm mostly just on drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I barely had any alcohol. Yeah. yeah I've only done like three shots and like I've done way more Percocet. Yeah. It's always way more Percocet for me. Smoke a little weed. Of course. Go to Burger King. That's you can barely game. keep your eyes open and you're going like 70 miles an hour down the highway. I literally have almost been killed like on Burger King runs. They're almost always like somebody's too fucked up to be. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why. That's how I like to get my Burger King. There was uh, this one time I was driving in uh pittsburgh when i was like 19 was not drunk or on drugs at all but okay. i almost uh <clears throat> i don't know if you could say that i caused it like it was people you know cause it sure you, you can say who causes things that's I, so true because yeah, there's, one, there's one guy and he's in charge of the whole deal and we know who i'm talking about all right guy. so it was kind of late at night i'm not really but it was like 11 30 or something and they there weren't like there weren't a lot of cars but in Pittsburgh, <clears throat> uh, you can, uh, there's a lot of like tunnels and bridges and stuff. And I went across this like bridge and it led to this like tunnel 
and I didn't want to go through the tunnel, so I got in the tur- left turning lane. And the light turned green, and there was no one coming from the other side, but I saw a car, like, back the tunnel. And I just, uh, like, figured, oh, whatever. I can turn. Like, that's not going to – they're not going to be here in time. I started to turn, and then, like, all of a sudden, the truck is, like, right on us. And it's about to T-bone the car going at, like, a very high speed. And it was probably the most terrified I've ever felt, honestly, because I still think, like, like the, like, the resignation I had in that moment – it was just like so like this is definitely gonna happen like i'm de- yeah. i'm gonna get killed my friend's gonna get killed um but then he swerved and missed us do you believe in the the that theory that there's a universe where you got just fucking creamed nah oh you don't believe in that i believe I don't in know, it. maybe that would be a sad timeline dude straight up i'm not even kidding hey man i appreciate it yeah. And you're still in the hospital, and you're in a coma. Oh, man. That is another fan theory about Noloweenies, that it's just like a coma dream. It's like, when did someone get in a coma? That doesn't make sense. But Why aren't no, there even any dead dogs yet? Yeah, it's stupid, but I, I do love the fan theories, so please send them in. I mean, the ones I've heard are like all dumb as fuck, but I would, I'm always open to hearing it for sure. Even if they're stupid, it's like kind of fun. They're usually stupid. I read one that said when and I were married. Oh, I hate that one. And it's not because of what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Joe's jealous. He wants to be the one married to win. No, grow up. I just like one as a friend. That's so stupid. I kissed him well, time, and it wasn't even weird. So shut the fuck up. Straight up. Sorry. You don't I have to be married. You don't have to be married to kiss. Yes. <laughs> <People> <laughs> don't understand that. And that's because 90s. of this fucking abstinence-based sex education. This is bullshit. You can kiss that's without true. being married. Absolutely. But nobody knows that because in school, it's just like, Hey, don't do nothing until you're married. It's like fuck. That used hell? to be a big thing though, because people would kiss at the end of a wedding. Not the first time, yeah. 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 But now it's like everyone's eating each other's assholes. I know. Some people That's don't even weird. get married. It's like if you don't kiss or nothing before marriage, you don't have like a boner the whole time during the wedding if you're the guy. I'd be like rock That's hard. Why... That's why everybody got married when they were like when they were like uh, twenty years old though. And then they had like seven kids. Oh yeah, because they had like rock hard boners and they couldn't stop doing it. Yeah, dude, they were really into doing it. Hey, back then it was fun to do because there was like only a couple things, and, and they liked it. You know, and you could get good really quick because it was just like I could do this way, I could do that way, and that's all you needed. You didn't need all this like poly by ass eating stuff. I don't mean it like that, you know. Everyone's gonna jump on my ass. If you have literally, a, if you have a if you have a boner at one wedding from drinking too much champagne and, and dancing with a girl when you're like fourteen, then people will call you Woody for the rest of your life. Just for like ever. I know a guy that happened to. So do I. I think if you. If you die, if you, I think if you get killed in a video game 
one time, then you should never be able to play video games ever again. If you die in Nick Arcade, I think they should kill you. Remember that game, that game show on Nickelodeon? Where yeah. they jump in the video game and it looked like shit. It was obviously a green screen. Like, I don't think yeah. they're in a video game. That's the first thing I said. I never fell for it. I know a lot of people thought they were like getting inside yeah. a video game. But no, I never, they weren't literally getting inside the video I game. I never once thought that. Well, that's what they're trying to tell you. I never once thought that. I never believed that. Not like, you know, maybe if I was like a baby, like a dumb one, I would have thought that. But like, I never did. I was like, that's not real. I was always pretty skeptical like that. Are you a smart just, baby? Not going to lie, yeah. And I've maintained that level of intelligence ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you an honest I'm, baby? I'm like, no. Um, I'm <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm a smart, lying baby. <laughs> they say yeah. if you can lie at a at an early age, yeah, then you're uh, really intelligent. Absolutely, and it's that but kind of like, oh, yeah, it's not really good for the world. Um, I think like that's sort of get ahead. I think that kind of like icy cool demeanor that I keep just underneath is what kind of like helps me get through my day to day. Um, yeah, I, I get, I get, you know, I get that's not the best way to operate for sure, but I, you know, the lines between right and wrong have been kind of blurry for like a. You're long like time. Vladimir Putin. I. <laughs> I have the same hairline now, but that's, <laughs> that's it. And really, I got to get rid of the rest of it. Because who am I kidding? Nothing's growing back on this. Yeah, I'm like praying, but one big smoking scab. I I look, uh, you know. Again, have you ever had a nice hot, piping hot cheese pizza? <laughs> you got a little bit of an idea of what I'm bringing to the table. Looks wise. And yeah, usually delicious. This is disgusting. On a person, it's gross. I kind of like the pizza being a little, the cheese being a little burnt, though. Do you? When? What do you think? I totally totally agree. Do you like it that way, too? Yeah, I like it to be a little burnt. I do like like a well-done pizza, yeah. I like it to burn me whenever I eat it. It becomes like this, like it becomes like this extremely hot shell of, of liquid cheese. Yeah. Is that is that body horror? We're harming ourselves to enjoy. It's just almost like it's like a marshmallow almost. It's almost like have you it's like a Cronenberg kind of situation in your mouth. When you yeah, it's just like it's tear. It's like it's a new mouth. It's all, it's all burnt and warped, but it's like worth it because, like, man, this pizza's so fucking hot. <laughs> you know, you fold it up. That's why the, the tip of it droops down. It's so greasy. <laughs> that's why that fascination with like hot lava when that volcano was erupting the other day, everybody was so excited about it because it looks like pizza. Like ideally, that's what you yeah. want it to be. Is like hot lava where it like it literally will kill you. And it harkens back to like the earliest days when we emerged from the volcanic vents. Yeah, as, no. Uh, bacteria. <laughs> I love volcanoes because they create obsidian glass. And I have this whole armory 
just made out of obsidian glass that I like to just like, it's in the dream world, but it's like, I like to meditate there, you know, and like, you know. Oh, wow. That yeah. sounds nice. It's awesome. It's like a dream layer. It's really cool. I wish it was here because I wish I was in it like, like more hours of the day than I am, you know, not just when I'm sleeping and wondering if I should choke a dog or try to, or just sit here and think, but you know, I I would like to be there more than here for sure. If I could just always be there, just existing in the dream world, that would be ideal. In my armory of obsidian glass. Do you think? Do you uh? Do you uh, think that if it was ever possible to just plug your brain into a computer mm-hmm. and uh, just like craft your own um, kind of digital life, do you think you would do it? Oh yeah, big time. What would you do? Probably the glass thing. Glass. <laughs> it's just so badass. <laughs> it's really cool. Do you ever worry about like artificial intelligence though? Mm, truth be told, all the time. I think it's inevitability, but those guys take over the whole thing. And the question is, how old and frail will I be when it happens? You know, like is my skull gonna get crushed over a big fucking robot foot? Yeah, probably. That's probably how it goes down. If you couldn't get the, if you couldn't get the <laughs> obsidian, is there like a better way these... to die at that point? Probably not. It's like up there. Like, oh, at least you can get them. If you couldn't get the obsidian glass, would you settle for a dark, smoky plastic? Um, you know, it would look cheap. Once you've seen this, this thing, you really, you're not gonna want a facsimile. It's really cool. It's super badass. Do you say facsimile? Yeah, you don't want that. You want the real deal. <laughs> I would say, when if you want to maybe coordinate a time we could take a nap together, I could. <laughs> I would love to show you this place. Just let me know. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Group chat stuff. They don't even yeah. think about it. You know what I mean? You should. I was going to say something, group. but you keep know. it in the group chat. Yeah. I mean, I take a nap around uh, after lunch every single day, so. You think we could charge people to join a Discord server that's just, our, like, we move our group chat to a Discord <laughs> for, like, $5? You could get in on this shit, too. You think anybody well, would do that? Would they yeah. be able to Would they be able to contribute, or would they just have to watch? No, they could get in on it, too. It's a madhouse. Dude. At some point, I would imagine the inmates would run the asylum. I'm not. Gonna... Yeah, that would be scary. It's by oh, we'd have, we'd have to start. We'd have to start a second group chat. <laughs> yeah, we would to get away from the fucking the Discord server. <laughs> it's just like it's like a top secret group chat where we yeah. mostly just talk about the other group chat and how it's getting completely out of hand. Yeah, like how are they still this in the goat seat? It was so long ago, but here it is. Do you remember that time that we were actually all a part of a group chat about another group chat that was getting out of hand? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to have a secret group chat. There ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes, sometimes boys got to talk. Well, you make the Discord free, and then you have the, the private area that costs money, and then oh. once that gets out of hand, then you just go back to the free section. But you still sure. get the money. And we have to close it all down when somebody, like, you know, you know, it's like it's, you know, oh no, that was like your fault. They did it because they said they were gonna do it, and you're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? 
I just I just don't want people getting into the group chat and spreading disinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. That's my biggest fear. And then there's like a distant number two. That's, that's totally it. The, the, I, oh, the pandemic. Oh, sorry, my phone, my food is getting picked up. Adrian is hey. up a bicycle. It's never a bicycle. It's always like when they say it's a bicycle, it's a car. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is, does your car suck that bad? <laughs> you can't even let him know. Yeah, oh, it's a bicycle. Oh, it's like just the worst car you've seen with like a kid doing homework in the back. <laughs> well, bless them. They got to make a living. They're bringing me turtle soup from Commander's Palace. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. I appreciate that immensely. And they did not have garlic knots, though. Did you know that? What? <laughs> they didn't have garlic knots. It's like, oh, I thought you were like a good restaurant. Whatever. Sorry, I didn't know. This. I didn't know. I thought this was Commander's Palace, not uh, not Lieutenant's dorm. <laughs> oh, wow! Hit me with it. I love that fire. <laughs> you're not afraid to like. You're not afraid to lob one at me, and that's what I need because then I'll just be on my bullshit the whole time. But I know Mike and Win are gonna keep me in check. I hope that's what you guys like about the show too. That's what I like about it, or the jokes. Yeah, we got some. Uh, we get, we crack some some zingers. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, "What's up with the energy in Halloween?" Again, burned over the most of my body wise is useless. So just be happy. There's an episode. When is fucking lupus? Do you not listen? Check out one more. I got AIDS. He's got AIDS. He's going as Freddie Mercury to the policeman's ball. I thought, ooh, a little inappropriate, but I oh love yeah, it. it's it no, because I said I'm going like him in the 70s. I'm not going. I'm going like the Killer Queen era. Right, right, right. So he didn't have AIDS then, so I'm trying not to be like insensitive. I, I think when you told me it was the 70s one, I kind of got it. Uh, I could see by my reaction earlier, I was taken aback. Oh, it's the 70s one. To me, you saved the bit. I thought it was low-key kind of disgusting, but that uh, I like that you turned it around like that. Well, look, I've got AIDS, too. That's true. That's that's true. And it's not funny. It's I mean, real. one guy yeah, gets AIDS, happen. and it's like, oh, man, yeah. he's the AIDS guy. Yeah, and it's okay. Again, if you think we're, like, fucking joking around and shit, like, come on, man. Like, you guys know. Like, and my T-cells are down. They are rock, rock bottom. I saw your charts, dude. I weigh 95 pounds. You look good. You Thanks. lost a lot of hair. <laughs> I know you said you had a little <laughs> gut yesterday, which is there. <laughs> he's, he's got a little gut, but he's 95 pounds. You got to admit, his flesh is sitting on him weird. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I eat like mostly potato chips. He's got a big stomach. I drink a lot of Pepsi. Well, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, you, I know you're sensitive to most food types now because you're conditioned, you know. Maybe you're not in a position. I know there's that Kellogg's boycott. Are you going to be boycotting any Kellogg's products, or do you think that's insensitive to ask you to do that when you eat like um, things? I think <laughs> that if 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 any of these demands are going to be met, they have to be met like all the way across the board. Yeah, I and uh, I think that if uh, that happens, then um, we're probably just going to have to boycott like every uh, avenue to food. And you know what? If that's how it's got to be, 
that's how it's gotta that's if we just gotta be. like if we just gotta like not have any food to uh to to uh in solidarity yeah i guess i guess i would i don't know <laughs> i would probably cross that picket line to be honest with you if it came down to like to like no food or like like you know just showing just like virtue signaling yeah i think i'd probably eat i might eat less i might only eat white rice what if you could only eat food that used to be sold in the factory I'll probably still go with the rice. Yeah, they had rice at the factory. <laughs> I go for yeah. I have a crunch bar every now and then. Yeah, we have staples and we have heath bars. Is there is there a chance that the factory will be rebuilt? I'm you not know, eating those staples. You know, it's too soon to tell when. Uh, what will happen first? My body heals or the factory is rebuilt. It's hard to say. You got a lot of scars. Um, it's a lot of skin grafts that I really can't afford. But well, you know what they say: the scars remind us that the past is real. Yeah, that's true. This fucking idiot is taking the weirdest way here. Um, yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> I am uh... right down the street. It's, I wanted to fucking grade this soup, and there's just no way it's going to happen. And that pisses me off. Because, <laughs> you know, I really wanted to bring that one back. But maybe next time, or maybe I'll do like a, bo- like a Bono episode, you know, a freebie boy. They're all, they're all. Free. Oh, yeah. You could just, we could, that could be like the cliffhanger, and then you could like reveal it like on Halloween day at midnight. Yeah. Like, oh, what? Grade the, grade the, grade the soup. You know, there's nothing scarier than a, than a cliffhanger. Like, is the soup going to be good? There's no way it's going to get here in, in seven and a half minutes, which is what we have left. Uh, we already went supersized. I'm not going to make you guys go four. I think this is a perfect length of an episode. I think it's been so scary, honestly. And, um, you know, I'll probably do a follow-up for the soup because I, I guess people want to know if it's any good. Um, do you, do you remember that, that Super Size Me film? Yeah, and I was so jealous. I'm like, that looks awesome. It looked cool to me. I love eating McDonald's. I could eat it all the time. McDonald's is sucks. He's good. So good. Uh, he had like he had like <laughs> that uh, like handlebar mustache thing too. He was a cool guy. Dude, I know. I was, I got, I was pretty young, but I kind of feel like, ah, oh, that sucks. Like, it's not even like a handlebar mustache. <laughs> it's like a Ro- It was like a Rochambeau or something. It was really cool for sure. Oh. Hey, what do you think about? Um, I guess since this is like a, a real world episode, not like a you know, this is like you know, this is us. You, Mike, I always have this question for you. Do you get lumped in a lot, like Michael B. Michael B. Jordan and Michael Jordan? Do you get like confused a lot? You get like something with those guys. I don't get confused. I mean, I get like you're the third uh, part of that trilogy. Yeah, I feel like you like complete it though. Well, you know, when I was a little kid, everyone wanted to be like Mike, of course. Sure. MJ. But that but it wasn't, it wasn't, they didn't want to be like MB. Because mm. I feel like I would get jazzed up. Like, I know, like, Bono's football is sort of phonetically similar enough that I could use it to get, like, pumped up. Like, oh, like 
you know, like Joe knows buying X-Men cards at the store or whatever I was doing, you know? And um, I feel like if I had like, be like Mike, I would be like so pumped up all the time. Like I would feel great. No, because yeah. I already am Mike. To say mm-hmm. to be like Mike means to be better, you know? It was a very hard time for people named Mike. Oh, okay. And when your name is fucking a homonym for victory. So you were just probably just like always rocking and rolling. Right. It's yeah, been I- like <laughs> a constant a constant dichotomy across my life of them. I'm actually losing, but people think I'm winning. So right. I just gotta like keep a, a smile on my face even though I know it's the end. Oh shit. And Joe, what's your like? You got like it's synonymous with uh, just uh, like really just averageness and like mediocrity. I think I've done it, done it proud. What about GI Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of thing. If I would have went into the army, I'd have severe the real asthma. American hero. Yeah, no, those guys are the and look, I know. What I about like Joe Pesci? Oh boy, yeah. I loved him and, and my cousin Vinny and Home Alone, of course. Yeah, is he in casino? Because if he is, I love it, him yeah, yeah. okay, then I loved him and I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one it was. <laughs> in one of those movies, he was so good. I mean, he was in <laughs> he was in the Goodfellas. You know, it's so crazy how little I give a shit about that genre. <laughs> <laughs> like mob movie i like want to like him but um i like don't give a fuck he, he was in the irishman that's oh, a mob movie but yeah and it's also seven hours long which i guess i have the time acting like i'm not i'm just like not sitting around trying to make this fucking i don't understand how like with with like series and like binging and stuff mm-hmm. people can listen to like 10 episodes of our podcast in a row Oh, they sure can. If you go to Stitcher or iHeartRadio, you could absolutely and should absolutely do that. I'm not going to beg you to, but you really should do it. Sorry. No, like if we if we made a seven hour episode, I don't think anyone would make it to the end. You want to do that? <laughs> I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I, okay, we're announcing it right now. Episode fifty, guys. We're not going to back out of this. This is real. Will be seven <laughs> hours long. Holy shit! What a crazy announcement! And there's nothing <laughs> scarier than having to do that. If that's not scary, I'm telling you, I do not know what is. Straight to tape. Mm, yeah, for sure. Have to be. Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I think that everyone's expecting the guy dropping off my food like murder me and <laughs> that's like how the episode's gonna end and honestly I think that's so fucking stupid and corny and like overdone it's not gonna happen he's gonna rub an ice cube over all your scabs so he's gonna leave my fucking soup on the chair next to my door it's gonna be really fucking lukewarm can anybody hear that oh hey are you alright I think there might be someone at your door. My door? Yeah. No. Oh, shit. Somebody's knocking. What is that? 
I think that might be the Thornash okay, uh, guy. Guys, um, anyway, this has been a really good show. Um, I want to get going. Um, good luck. Yeah, uh, no hey. weenies. The, the no weenies. Sleep, asshole. Hey, hey, shh. Quiet. <laughs> he can hear you. Fucking bike three blocks. Shut up. Shut the Ticket, please. Thanks. Walk through the doors and through the halls of illusions. Visit yours and see what could have, it should have, it would have been real. But you had to fuck up the whole deal. Let's take a walk down the hallway. It's a long way. It takes all day. And when we get to the end, you'll find a chair with straps and chains. We slap you in there. Lock you down tight so you can't move a thread. And pull your eyelids up over your head. Cause you're about to witness an illusionary dream. It's just too bad it ain't worth seeing. You watch DC, two kids on the floor. They play Nintendo when he's got the high score. They sit him behind them, chilling in the chairs. And what when you look up, you ain't dead.
going all the way with a guy or girl. What is it? How can you do it? And how can it be fun and enjoyable and not leave you feeling guilty and scarred, reminiscent of a memory you wish you could forget? They now endure the taunt of slut. Sex may be fun, but now sex can kill. So what does God say about dating? Okay, Dad, give us the right rules to guide our dating. We don't want to make a mistake. Well, thanks for asking, Danielle, because the right rules for dating are the rules that guarantee you don't end up in a jam. I will date only a growing Christian. When you go outside of God's family to date, you're making a horrible mistake. Rule two, my date mate must be in harmony for God's will for my life. I was leading youth rallies and youth clubs and one day I'll never forget what my date mate said. Jerry, do you have to go speak again? It was just a very simple question, but I'm afraid it revealed the complacency of where my date was at the time in her walk with God. Rule three, I will not defraud my date, or as uh, we have said, I will not try to turn my date on sexually. The Bible word here is defraud. What does it mean? It means initiating sexual lust in your date, which can't righteously, righteously be satisfied. Or to put it in a teenage way, just plain turning your date on. Well, how do you do that? Well, a girl can turn a guy on by dressing really revealing, using her anatomy to uh, kind of really get at a guy. I don't think we need to wear dresses up to our earlobes and fingernails, but on the other hand, I think modesty's the key. I vow to save myself sexually until marriage. This is something that you must decide. You must come to the point that you say, like the kids are saying on this presentation, that sexuality, your virginity, is something you can never give back. You can never take back. Once you've given it, it is not reclaimable. And it should be only given to the person you love on the night of your marriage. That's God's design and none other. Rule number five. Both of us will be in agreement and submission to our parents. If you reject your parents' authority, you can inherit every damaging experience possible in your life. Rule number six, I will put God first on my dates, not myself or my mate. These aren't idle words. Teen, they're a promise for you. And if you put God first, he'll put you first and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Rule number seven, I will avoid the places, people, and parties which will compromise my convictions. You can't walk through a mud farm or a pig farm like I was at on a farm the other day in a white suit without getting dirt on your suit. Dating is the neatest experience a kid can enjoy. And Danielle, I want you to enjoy that experience and I think that you're ready to do it.
But I think as we've seen and as we've listened in this presentation, we, we have the guidelines now. There's a plan in dating that you can not only have fun, the right kind of fun, but you can save yourself from a whole lot of trouble. And I hope that you'll make that decision today, that you will decide to implement these principles, because I think they work, don't you? Yeah, 